0: T-T-Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the
1: Sunshine State. Looking for the best smoking ribs in town? Then we know exactly where you need to go. The Rib Shack Barbecue in Clearwater, located at 1850 Drew Street, is serving up freshly smoked ribs, chicken, pork, beef, and sausage, all served with their famous barbecue sauce. Pair it with their amazing sides like beans, mac and cheese, collard greens, potato salad, coleslaw, chips, and more. You are not going to be leaving hungry. Dine in, take out, or have it delivered with Uber Eats. 727 210-3077. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue, 1850 Drew Street in Clearwater.
2: Another $1,000 and she'll be ready for Indianapolis. I wouldn't give you another buck and a half. But, Reno, this is the fastest iron in the business. Well, come on. It won't start. What do you mean it won't start? Well, get under the hood, check the plug. Come hey, on, move, do move, something move,
1: there. Move,
2: Come, come on, get How do you want to start? There's no blower. What do you mean oh. no blower? I put it on myself. Look, Reno, if you're trying to get cute with me, I'm going to bust you wide open. Me get cute with you? You bring back that supercharger or I'll have you fired for life.
1: He can't bring it
3: back.
2: What do you mean he can't bring it back?
3: Because he doesn't know where it is. Do
2: you know where it is?
3: Sure, it's on number six.
2: Red took it. I'll have him arrested. Get a cop, get it.
3: Red didn't take it. I gave it to
2: him. You gave it to him? Why? Because there was not another one in Indianapolis, and I wanted Billy to have a chance. Oh, so you gave him my supercharger. No, I gave him my
1: supercharger. It's my car, isn't it?
2: Oh. OK, I'll give it to you straight from the gearbox. A lot of us here make our living driving race cars. Most of us try to stay alive when we get out on that track a tough enough racket without asking for trouble. So then a punk comes along who says he's gonna drive right over us. The only reason we don't smack him down right away is because we figure he don't mean it. We figure he's just flapping his big mouth. But you did mean it, didn't you, head? Attention, please, ladies and gentlemen. The big moment is about to take place. The big 500-mile Decoration Day race is about to begin. The cars are on the Speedway. The pace car directly in front of the first three lead cars. The pace car driven by the president of Indianapolis Speedway, Wilbur Shaw. The lead cars on the pole, Duke Nalon. In the center of the first row, Rex Mays. And on the outside is Jack McGrath, the three lead cars. And in the sixth row, ladies and gentlemen, the great human interest story of this year's race, the second generation of the famous name, at the wheel of car six, the Stanley Special, Billy Coy. And ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to mention the fact that Billy Coy is the son of Cannonball Coy, the great driver of yesterday. Here they come now, wheel the wheel uh-huh. down to the starting line. The starter man has got the bring the flag ready to give them the green light.
3: And they're off. Go! Oh. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: stay back. Please baby. Gonna do? He better jump right as us to get out of that car. He better jump, but no. He's going to bring that car home. the last thing he does, he says he's gone this far. And he's going to go all the way. Bill Hollis has a go ahead. Bill in first position now. And Tommy Parks the Your attention, please. Bill Holland has made one of those wonderful sporting gestures that make automobile racing the sport that it really is. He will not receive the famous Borg Warner Trophy, the cup that has always been presented to the winner of this race, but he insists that the officials award custody of the Borg Warner Trophy to a driver who did not win the race, but who won the hearts of the whole racing world with his skill, his daring, and his great courage. We present the trophy to Billy Cannonball Coy. <laughs> And now, for all you music lovers, it's time for your traffic report. There's a six. Oh. <laughs> what is it, Scooby? Uh, can't you see I'm broadcasting here? Pile up on the tri-level, got you backed up all the way to the off-ramp. So, if you're traveling this morning, try to give yourself an extra day or two, folks. <laughs> Hang on, folks. I've just been handed this important bulletin. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our regularly scheduled program to bring you this special report. Like live as it happens.
0: This is Bill Warner of the Amelia Island Concord Delegance, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
3: Welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google, Tantalk, 1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you miss any of our shows, don't forget to check out NostalgicRadioandCars.com. That is the archive page. Some people call it a podcast. It's really not, because we're not a podcast. We're a live radio. Good evening, Bobby. How are you? I'm doing well, and I've thought about that too over the years.
1: You know, originally when it was first we introduced those things, we said, "Oh, it's the podcast for it." Well, then people started taking that the wrong way, and I said, "No, I like Archive Page better." Archive Page? Well, yeah, it is. I mean, that's because where we, it we... originates live on the air on six AM, six F, or six AM and FM stations, and then we archive it. Simple as that.
3: As simple as that. But yes.
1: it never started on the internet. Started on the air.
3: <laughs> it started on the air, live in a radio studio in downtown Clearwater. In fact, WTAN is—correct me if I'm wrong—one of the oldest radio stations. Operating, uh, oldest operating radio stations in the Pinellas County, or really Tampa Bay area, right? But say Clearwater. Say Clearwater. Yes. Okay, let's say Clearwater.
1: And top five in Pinellas County.
3: I top think. five in Pinellas County,
1: but WDCF is the oldest in Pasco, so ah. we have that distinction too.
3: And we're 17th largest radio market in the country tempe, out of 200, right?
1: he is, yes, out of over 200, I believe.
3: Over 200. I mean, if
1: you think of all the little cities across the nation and how many different radio markets there would be. So you mm-hmm. take 50 states times, you know, each one probably has five or six or seven or some probably 10 radio markets. You get quite a few hundred, mm-hmm. I would think.
3: But to be 17 is pretty good. But
1: to be 17 is very good. Yeah. Well, that's good. All right. Fact, well, ladies- they basically only have rules for the first 50, and then...
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, so here's the deal. Uh, next week is the week of weeks. It is the uh, beginning of Monterey Car Week. Monterey Collector Car Week. Monterey Car Week. Anyway, and there's a number of events that are going on, and uh, they're spectacular. They're a lot of fun. There's a number of auctions. There's, I mean, you've got... Uh, the motolux now, which is used to be the um, McCall Motorworks Revival, which is now um, in the uh, capable hands of our Hagerty, friends at Haggerty. You've got the uh, Broad Arrow auction, mm-hmm. which is new. You've got the Mecham auction. You've got the Bottom auction. you got the Russo and Steel auction. You've got the Gooding auction. There's a whole bunch of auctions. I think there's uh, Auctions America. There's auctions all over the place. But there's Legends of the Audubon, there's the Quail, there's uh, the Con- Concorso Italiano. Just And then, of course, the final event, which is the event of events, and that is the Pebble Beach Concourse, which is on Sunday. So pretty amazing. So if you, you know, it's funny because it's just like uh, if you had to take the globe and then find a location to just drop every car enthusiast, serious car enthusiast in the world, where they would gather would probably be the Monterey Peninsula during Monterey Car Week. Held the third week in August every year, religiously, since the 50s. So um, I'm, I'm kind of proud to be part of that sometimes. And, you know, anyway, so we have a very special guest for you coming on this evening. Um, and this gentleman's never been on our show before, but I've, I've, I've known him for a while. And he was formerly with another auction company, but he's now with a new auction company. So Bobby's going to go ahead and give him a call, and then we're going to get our guest on the phone. And uh, we're going to be talking about some of the amazing cars. Now, I'll t- I will tell you again, and I reiterate this all the time, you know, we've got Amelia Island here, and Bill Warner does probably the best when it comes to assembling the cars. The Ritz Carlton has done a fabulous job over the last 20-some-odd years hosting the event since 1996, so that's 27 years. And now, uh, last year, Pebble uh, Amelia Island was taken over by our friends at Haggerty as well, And uh, it is now called the Amelia. So, but Bill, because he's a race car guy, and he was a photographer, and over the years, you know, he just did some amazing work. He's also got a book out called The Other Side of the Fence, which is the other side of the fence where you're, you know, where us media photographer guys kind of hang out. And uh, he just was able to assemble, because his focus was really race cars. And that was Amelia's big thing. And he was able to assemble every year, never mind the classics and the, and, and the contemporary cars and stuff, which he did a fabulous job. But his race cars, the race cars that he assembled, that from the historic standpoint, um, are nothing compares to it. I mean, and the and the collection and the selection, you know, and then every year, you know, the, the guests of honor that he has, you know, generally racing oriented. But the thing he started, something that was really, really cool. He basically uh, handed out awards for the um, best pre-war car and best post-war car. So that. Um, how are we doing there, Bobby? Well, I'm going to say we're one digit short here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let me... Uh, well, you know what? You know what, what What we're going to have to do here? I'm going to have to text you. Oh, now you could do that. Can I do that? Would you that, could do that. Would that work? I'm, let me see if I can... You know what? I, I was wasn't going to put a rotary phone in there for
1: All you, right, so you know maybe what? that would help you out,
3: but... Well, how about if I just... How about if you run in here real quick? What is... Do uh, uh, you need the... First, I need the last number. Eight. Okay. Is it 4008? Zero zero there you go. Yeah, you mean I can't write? Oh well, man. All right, go ahead try it again cuz we, t- <laughs> Well, you know, I uh I was a, you know, uh, a B C kind of student. So I became a radio host. Then you radio. only have to
1: talk, you don't have
3: to spell. Yeah, I don't have to spell, but I do need to write numbers down, right? Uh, so uh if 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 that is um Make sure I got the right one. If you got a four and a zero and a zero and an eight, I think you're doing pretty good. Very good. Okay, so giving out the winning lottery numbers those here. Those could be yeah, four zero zero. Now, some when there's some lottery that was over a billion dollars or something like that? Mega That's, Millions a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, well you know I just just forgot to buy a ticket. You know, I could have been lucky. But anyway, Monterey Collector Car. You hear me talking about these events every year. Like I said, Amelia is the first one you get. At, well, actually, uh, Scottsdale Collector Car Week. Okay, and they're bringing back the Arizona Concourse this year. That should be a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Okay, that's a really very nice. Day. Okay, we got our special guest on the line. I'm delighted to welcome the show this evening. This gentleman is the Chief Marketing Officer for Broad Arrow Group, and. Uh, a very, very, I'll use the word seasoned car guy, car collector, car specialist. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Ian Kelleher. Did I pronounce it right, Ian? You
0: did, Robert. Thank you. And I like being (laughs) well-seasoned.
3: You like the well-seasoned, okay. So introduce yourself a little bit and tell us who you are and then let's segue into uh the broad aero group because you guys sure. I, I was on the website and you've got some amazing i mean truly amazing cars that are going to be uh, offered to people thank you
0: Thank you very much mm-hmm. uh, um so yes as you said i'm the chief marketing officer for broad aero group Um uh, previously a car specialist i started my career at uh, christie's international motor cars and then progressed to rm sotheby's where i was um car specialist for about 15 years and then transitioned into the role of chief marketing officer for that company. Um, Broad Arrow Group is is uh, kind of the evolution for a lot of us. Um, and uh, it's really come together. And some of those cars that you discussed really is a testament to the, the team that we put together and the car specialists uh, that are part of the Broad Arrow Group uh, organization.
3: So... Where is Broad Arrow based out of? Now, and, and you've got a couple auctions coming up. One, and just to digress for a second, one auction that you've got sure. coming up that has some amazing cars, and it's owned by one gentleman. I've, and I know um, uh, Jim Taylor, and we'll talk about the Taylor collection too. But let's just talk about where you guys are based out of and, uh, and, and, and the Monterey uh, event.
0: Well, we have an uh, office in, in Grosse Pointe, Michigan. And then we have car specialists based around the country. So we have an office actually in Stewart, Florida, where one of our car specialists, Don Gould, uh, also does restoration work and car preparation for auctions, things like that. Um, And then we've got uh, myself and another individual, Barney Ruprecht, who are based here in New York City. Uh, We also have Alexander Weaver and David Swig, who are based on the West Coast in Los Angeles and San Francisco, respectively. So we've kind of... um, have car specialists located around the country, which is obviously great and tactical. Uh, we don't have a real home office aside from Gross Point, but uh, we're obviously associated with Haggerty and, and are able to use their garage and social locations for car storage and for client previews, things like that. So it works out really well.
3: Excellent, excellent. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the Monterey event. This is the is is this actually your first auction, or was there another one before this?
0: No, this is our inaugural auction. So okay. Kind of came out swinging. We've got uh, 90 cars and three additional lots of memorabilia. Um, in total, it's around $60 million in value on the low end. And, and uh, it's really it's a great group of cars. It's all, there's some pre-war stuff. There's, there's obviously a lot of post-war sports cars, things like that. But it's, uh, we've got some terrific collections. Um, we're all really pleased with the offering.
3: Well, now let me touch uh, on a few cars. Um, did I read the the media release that you've got Sean Connery's Aston Martin?
0: We did. So we have Sir Sean Connery's 1964 Aston Martin DB5, and that was a car that he purchased in 2017. So it was late in life for him, but it was something that he had always wanted to to have, and went out and and kind of and had one of my colleagues actually source the car for him with uh, Aston specialist R. S. Williams and. They found a good car that he liked a lot, but it was the wrong color, so he had it painted Snow Shadow Gray, uh, which is the correct Aston Martin DB5 James Bond color. And he basically drove it a few times, not much, but it's uh, it's something that he really wanted and, and, and definitely um, definitely owned. Uh, one of the nice parts about it is that his good friend, Sir Jackie Stewart, also, a Scotsman has offered to give the winning bidder, the buyer, uh, a ride in the car and kind of share some of his own intimate stories and, and, and feelings about Sean with him. So, wow. added, nice added bonus.
3: Well, now, here's another interesting side note. Um, there's a 54 Bentley R-Type. And what, to me, what makes that car unique is that it's a factory four-on-the-floor car. But coincidentally, Ian Fleming, who wrote the James Bond series owned one of those cars at one point in time, and that car, I'm not sure who owns it now, but I actually saw it in a warehouse in South Florida here not too long ago, mm-hmm. probably about four or five months ago. So there's a kind of another connection there, which, and I think the, yeah. the Bentley R-Type is an amazing car for what it was in 1954, super aerodynamic and just really it is, cool.
0: It is. It's spectacular, and this particular example is, it's hard to say perfect, but it is literally perfect. Um, it's had uh, tremendous restoration that was done by uh, a number of specialists, including one in South Florida, and, and effectively I, I, I think it, it's one of the most beautiful, simple, straightforward designs on any automobile. Plain, just great flowing lines. It's gorgeous.
3: Another car with YAR would be the 69 Lamborghini Miura that you have. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's Another car that's, that's an interesting color. You don't see very many of them in that, that silver shade, and it's a rare color um, for, the, for the make. Uh, uh, there's a number of mirrors being offered. I think we've got a great car at a very good price, um, and I think the color really is tremendous on it.
3: Why don't you tell us about some of the cars that uh, pique your interest that, uh, that you have um, consigned?
0: Sure. On the... I would say on the pre-war side of things, we've got the 1939 Mercedes 540K uh, Special Roadster, which is a tremendous, tremendous car. It's certainly a highlight. It's, it's on the back cover of our catalog. It's estimated at seven to eight million. It's spectacular history. Restoration is is perfect. Uh, great running and driving example. We did a video with it. You know that that I think is a is a tremendous highlight. It goes well uh, with the. Uh, with the Aston Martin is two of the kind of early consignments that we had. And, and those two cars really garnered a lot of press and a lot of marketing. And I think helped with consignments over the last couple months. Another one I would probably draw your attention to would be the whole collection of the Fleischman collection, which is 28 cars. Um, 24 of them are offered without reserve. So that's always a nice bonus uh, when you're going to an auction. And that collection is largely post-war sports cars but a great selection of what I would consider real enthusiast cars, whether it's a BMW M1, Ferrari Daytona, Jaguar XJ220, um, kind of the list goes on and on. But it's, uh, it also has you know, a few cars on the higher end, such as the, that Lexus LFA with the Nurburgring package. Mm. And um, there's a Carrera GT and a Porsche, a Porsche 959, both red, so you don't see that too often, which kind of looks, looks cool together. Um, and then he's got a uh, tremendous uh, Mercedes-Benz 300SL Goldwing. So that's kind of a, a really great group of cars coming from one, from one single owner. And then a um, collection coming out of uh, your region, the Halo Car Collection, which is a, a really great group of, of low-mileage supercars. So mostly modern stuff, all modern cars, seven cars in total, plus one Hublot watch. Uh, hi- highlighted by the LaFerrari, which is a delivery miles LaFerrari.
3: Wow. Well, now, on the other end of the spectrum, here's a couple of cars that I thought were kind of interesting. A 72 Honda Z600. That's cute. Now, wait a minute. That's a cool car. Remember that in high school? It's very cool. Yeah. I mean, you know. I, I want to see if I can fit in it. I, <laughs> jack- um,
0: I know you can fit in it, but I yeah. don't know if I can fit in it. But it's, uh, it's also, I mean, it's, I think a preservation car more than anything, and, and has a nice story to it, where it was actually used in the dealership as a display car for for several decades, from what I understand. Um, but it's great; it's got that tartan interior with it, and I think the yellow is killer on it. So yeah,
3: and it's got the mag wheels. And mag wheels, yeah. Yeah. Now, and and another car, and I'm kind of a British car guy, as I uh, I like the MGC GT that you have.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, is that and you know that is the last lot in the sale I believe so maybe you'll stick around for that.
3: <laughs> well, I have a BGT so uh, I'm good there. But and a couple Shelby's you got going through there. You get the '67 Shelby, which that looks like a pretty nice car. I'm on the website, so uh, if anybody's yeah. tuning in right now, I'm with uh, Ian Kelleher. He's the chief marketing officer with Broad Arrow Group, and uh, jump on their website, Broad Arrow Auctions uh, Monterey, and there's some amazing cars in there. Another car that's very rare, it's interesting, is you got a real a 1934 SS, a pre-Jaguar.
0: Yeah, that is that that is a rare car. We've had good interest in it, and it's beautifully presented. I think if you look if you look closely at the photos, you will see it's it's virtually flawless, uh, and that's that's a uh, you don't see that model very often at auction, um, so it's nice to have that.
3: So tell us about uh, the upcoming auctions you've got. You've got the, the Jim Taylor auction coming up, and then you've got another one in, in November in uh, South Florida. So, But tell us about Jim Taylor, because he's got some pretty interesting cars.
0: Uh, it, it's a sight to behold. It really is. I've been working on and off there for the last several months, and... Uh, in total, there's uh, 121 cars, 122 cars, and he's got a nice selection of what we like to call yard art in terms of some cars restoration projects. Um, all of which, with the exception of one car, will be offered without reserve. That one car with the reserve is the 1954 Jaguar D Type, um, which is kind of in an uh, uh, air all within it to itself, basically. So that's uh, that's the highlight car of the collection, but you know, there's. There is some spectacular stuff. The cool thing with that collection is that so many of the cars are actually all manual transmission examples. So if he had an option where he could go out and find something that maybe it was, as an example, the BMW 850. um, You know, if he was going to own one, he had to own one that was an 850 CSI. And the car he has is absolutely perfect. Um, He has a number of Ferraris that are all six-speed manuals, including a 612, Scalietti, a 599. That's a six speed manual. Um, you know, it's kind of a, it's a real driver's collection.
3: Well, there was a video I saw and he had kind of a, I think it was an Aston Martin, it might have been a DB4 and the green one. It had just a little edge to it, but it was kind of cool. Yeah.
0: He has, yeah, he's got a really nice DB4. It's a beautiful color. Um, he also has an unrestored DB4, which is finished in kind of a, uh, like a sky blue. Uh huh. And, uh, his Astons are very impressive. He's got a DB, AR1, DB uh one he's got a DB uh, Zagato that was owned by Eric Clapton. Um, oh, wow. Kind of a neat thing. And, uh, and then as you kind of progress through the collection, he has about, don't quote me, but I want to say about 19 Jaguars in total, ranging from SS-100 through an XK-120 alloy roadster, um, through a six-speed manual XJS. So he's kind of, he's really, he's got two or about, I want to say maybe three or four Mark II Jags, including uh, a Beecham. So he's really kind of covered the spectrum of Jaguars. Uh, same with Fords, obviously, including Shelby's.
3: Well, yeah, he had the, uh, I'm, the first time I met him was actually, it might have been the Arizona Concourse, but I saw him again at the the Quail, and he had both his both Cobras there, uh, once a, yep. um, the 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 Survivor cars, and an AC Bristol.
0: The AC Bristol is, is, is about as beaten up and worn as the 289. They look great next to one another. Mm-hmm. And then his, his 427 is is a fully restored car. He also has a killer 1965 uh, Shelby GT350, a striped elite car that's all original.
4: Whoa.
0: Uh, complete with dings and dents and paint scratches and it's just got it's got the look
3: it's got the story yes absolutely now there's one car that i saw on the back i gotta ask you about it but there was a red austin healy 3000 sitting there next to that uh, avalanche so, uh, yes that's right that's so what's the story on that what year is that car because my first car was a 65 mk3 3000 an edgy looking red one like that
0: i actually don't know exactly what year it is uh, you might know better but it's uh it, it's in the category of what I refer to as yard art. Yep. because um, I'm not quite sure, you know, how how uh, dependable that chassis is going to be. But <laughs> yeah. it's uh, but some of those cars, he actually, you know, they were running when they were put outside. Uh, that one I'm not so sure about. But, okay. but there's a number of uh, there's power wagon out there. There's a number of pickup trucks, things like that.
3: Okay, and now the sh- the uh, the event that you're going to have in uh, at the at the Palm Beach Convention Center in November. Tell us about that one.
0: Right. So that's, uh, we're going to hold that on the 18th and 19th of November, so the week before Thanksgiving. And uh, that'll be at the West Palm Beach Convention Center. And we're expecting somewhere in the range of probably two to 300 cars. Um, we've, we have a couple highlights that we were announced early, uh, including the Hangar House collection, which is a, a Florida-based collection of, uh, of six uh, sports cars, basically, that will all be in the auction. And then we have some other things that we'll announce uh, in September to go with it.
3: Well, wow, sounds like a lot of fun. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the Monterey. So, Ian, if people yeah. want to find out more about Broad Arrow Group, how do they go about doing it, and how do they uh, get all the information and tickets and all that good stuff?
0: Sure. The best thing to do is to go to our website, at broadarrowauctions.com. Uh, the Monterey preview, for those of you who are local or are attending, uh, is open to the public on Wednesday and Thursday during the day, during our hours, which you can find on our website. If anyone wants to come to the auction, you need to be a registered bidder or for their guest effectively, and that can all be done in advance. I recommend doing it in advance. Um, and then further information on the Jim Taylor uh, auction as well as Palm Beach is available on the website also.
3: Sounds good. Super. Well, Ian, I want to thank you very much. I know you got a busy schedule and a lot of stuff to do here, And uh, but again, I want to thank you very much for hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Uh, my special guest, Ian Kelleher, with uh, hey. Broad Arrow Group Chief Marketing Officer. Kellen, uh, Ian, have a great day. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Robert. You
3: too. Okay. See you then. Bye-bye. Bobby, let's uh, fire up that stereo that uh, you're really, really good at. And uh, let's play... We got some Deep Purple? How'd you know? No Did way. you see me pull the record out of the sleeve? I think you. I saw you pull the record nah, out of the sleeve. Yeah, yeah it, it part of, part of my personal collection there, Deep Purple. Well, yeah, you
1: have to bring them to me. Yeah, I have
3: to bring them to you. So we're going to go back I mean, in time a little bit to, uh, what, the early 70s? Yeah. Like 71, 72, somewhere around there. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Space trucking, right, Bobby? That would be correct. All right. Hang hey, your are tuning into Stout Cars. So we'll touch that dial. We'll be right back with mm-hmm. our next special guest.
1: best smoking ribs in town, then we know exactly where you need to go. The Rib Shack Barbecue in Clearwater, located at 1850 Drew Street, is serving up freshly smoked ribs, chicken, pork, beef, and sausage, all served with their famous barbecue sauce. Pair it with their amazing sides like beans, mac and cheese, collard greens, potato salad, coleslaw, chips, and more. You are not going to be leaving hungry. Dine in, take out, or have it delivered with Uber Eats. 727-210-3077. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue 1850 Drew Street in Clearwater.
3: Turn it on and rip the knob off. You're listening to the radio. All right, this is your show host, Robert. So
1: Tommy can take credit for that
3: one. Tommy can take credit for that one. Okay, well, that's a good one. I like that. You know, radio is spontaneous, you know, so you got to have fun with it, you know, and you got to, you know. uh, We don't use
1: anything that says Bobby says this then or Robert says this then, it's and that's usually called a script. We don't, we, you know. It's, you know what we do with scripts?
3: Much. We flip them over. We Make write on notes. the back right, of them. Right, that's exactly. That's what I have right here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm uh, no, not, not
1: gonna not mention any names. But we're just you're just saying. <laughs> that's right. 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 Just,
3: just just an observation. We wing it. We wing it. That's. Uh, but anyway. Okay. So Monterey Collector Car Week, and uh, we just had Ian on from. Uh, Group. I can tell you, there's a pretty amazing car. I just, you know, I love American muscle cars. Don't get me wrong because I grew up with that stuff. I love American classics, but I just have a thing for sports cars. I don't know. I mean, my first car was a Healy, you know, and then I had a couple Porsches and still have a couple of those laying around somewhere. They don't they don't all run, but, you know, I got I got basket cases. You know what's? It's going to be really sad. When I kick the bucket, if I don't finish these cars, my basket cases... They're not going to... You know, Bobby, you're just not going to know where all that stuff... Is. Well, you have an idea where the boxes are. It's just that, you know, unless you... I can air up all the tires on the wheelbarrows. You can air up all the tires. Yeah, even the wheelbarrows are flat. They're a project. Project wheelbarrows. I got all kinds of... Oh, geez. It's scary, scary, scary. But, you know, I just... There's a thing about sports cars. I don't know what it is. It's just... Uh, you know, um, in high school, every, you know, uh, yeah, drove Mustangs, had, had the Ranchero, had a 57 Thunderbird. My first car was the Healy, obviously. Then, um, but a lot of the kids, a lot of kids had, you know, MGs. Everybody had an MG, it seemed like, and everybody had a Mustang and everybody had an MG. That was it. That was the two cars. But, uh, sports cars are just, I don't know. There's just something, they're nimble, they're light, they're, you know, they were just kind of cool. They were very economical back in those days. Um, and pretty easy to fix. And we're, you know, there was no emissions, no pollutions, no nothing. I mean, you know, smog pump maybe or something like that. But for the most part, pretty easy to work on. So, um, just cool little cars. But uh, so, um, yeah, definitely check out their their thing there because uh, sports cars have gotten pretty pretty, especially the European ones have gotten very very pricey. Although bang for the buck, bang for the buck, you can't beat a Triumph and you can't beat an MG, an MGB. A Triumph TR-6 or a Triumph TR-4. Well, TR-4, yeah, you know, it's funny because a B is still the most affordable one. Spitfires are affordable. And, um, but, uh... But the B, there's something about a, about, a, about a, an MG. It's a unibody car. It's fairly solid. It's stout. Um, it's roomy. You know, Triumph's a little cozy. Remember, I mean, we had a TR6, and it was a little cozy. My shoulder was always up against the left door. My friend had a TR4. It was the same thing. On a TR3, though, it was interesting because you could just hang your arm out and just drag, it, drag your knuckles on the uh, asphalt as you're going down the road because it was, had a cutout and just curtain windows, and it didn't have any roll-up windows, and it's kind of like an old MG TD, TF, TC, all those cars. Actually, a, TC would, be a T, TC would be cool, but they only came to the United States in a right-hand drive. But you can make a left-hand drive, be kind of a cool car because it's got the 19-inch wheels on it and stuff like that. All right, Bob, why don't you go ahead and fire up the st- 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 stereo system.
1: Actually, I was working on that cart machine over there now, but... But now okay,
3: I'm, so what uh, what we got queued up this time? Uh, uh,
1: Wait, you didn't see me pull this record out. No, like, no,
3: no, I missed it. I was uh, uh, I was sidetracked. See, you didn't see the
1: JJ Kale.
3: Oh, uh, JJ Kale oh, Durango. Nice, yep. yeah, this is actually, I think, an instrumental, but it's a pretty cool song. I like it. Hey, you tune into Nostalgic in Cars. We'll be right back with our next special guest for the evening. We're going to be talking more about cars in Monterey.
4: carini from chasing classic cars and you're listening to nostalgic radio and cars
3: okay we're back and it's time to introduce our next special guest for the evening this gentleman's been with us before he is one of bonham auctioneers auctions senior automobile specialists. i'm delighted to welcome back to nostalgic radio and cars eric minoff eric did i pronounce it right Minoff, yeah, Minoff. No. Okay, I was close. So, how you doing? Are you all excited? Because this is a great auction. You got a great selection of cars, and I can't wait for you to tell us about it.
4: Yeah, we're pretty good.
3: Eric, you're breaking up. Are you there? Hello. Auction. Uh,
4: there at Quail Lodge. Yep. Yep. I'm here. Can you hear me?
3: Yeah. Now we can hear you fine. Now we can hear you fine. Okay. Keep going. All
4: right. Perfect. So. I'm uh we're, we're, we're returning for our 25th uh, quail auction there uh, the first one was in 1998 so we've uh, done it consistently in the same location that entire time at, uh, in conjunction with the quail and motorsports gathering
3: uh,
4: and uh, we're excited to be back with about 140 vehicles for sale
3: well I was looking through the uh, preview list here and there's uh, of course the first car jumped out and I have a real weakness for this car is this beautiful green Lamborghini Miura that you have tell us about that car
4: Yes. Uh, so that's that's a pretty special car. It's uh, been beautifully restored, as you can see. It's a unique color scheme, and uh, it's coming to us no reserves, so it's going to be finding a new home
3: uh, wow.
1: <laughs> at the
4: end of the bidding there.
3: It's kind of, you know, it's funny because we were just talking about that earlier, as uh, you know, in the late 69, 70, 71, these American muscle cars had these high-impact colors, but they also, so did some of the European cars, and this is kind of like a chartreuse green, but it's a stunning color and looks very, very well, and very fitting on a Mura.
4: Yep, it does. It was delivered new to the United States. It has AC, which is a nice feature in one of those. Um, And if if the bright color wasn't enough, I mean, a Mura just looks like nothing on the road. It was the, the first Lamborghini to sort of kick off the the, the, the consistent being totally out there and different design ethos that Lamborghini has continued to have since the introduction of the Mira.
3: And you know what else is interesting is talking about the exterior colors being kind of wild. Lamborghini, and a lot of the European cars, uh, Italians particularly, the interiors were unusual. So what is the interior color on this? Tell our audience. Um,
4: so the interior on this uh, is... Let me just try to remember it's a Nero beige, so it's a sort of a black and tan was the uh was the original color on it and um today it uh, it's got a, a great interior with it still. I'm just trying to remember if it was the original colors still, but they're um it's a beautiful thing still and and shows quite well.
3: Well, sometimes you see them, and I don't know if they did this one, because like you said, this one's black and tan, but once in a while, I've seen that exterior color with a very, I'm going to say a light brown shoe leather kind of color, which is just like extremely contrasting, you know? Yeah,
4: well, sometimes you see them with wild contrast colors, or like a lipstick red, or something like that. It was... Look, if you're buying a Mira, you weren't uh, trying to sneak by unnoticed.
3: No, that's for sure. Another car that you got that I like, I think is actually kind of cute, and tell us about it, is the 76 Jensen Interceptor Convertible. You don't see a lot of those.
4: No, that's a, that's a pretty interesting uh, Anglo-American hybrid. Of course, Chrysler power plant in there, the Wedge V8, um, English chassis design and body. Uh, and that that is a, a pretty relatively rare machine they were pretty expensive when they were new Mm -hmm. and um we actually sold one of those in june and we're quite fortunate to be having another jensen convertible back but uh, they're they're pretty interesting things i mean you know to get a, a big american power you can think of it as sort of a touring version of a cobra
3: yeah yeah Another interesting car, let's call it a hybrid as well, is the uh, Facel Vega that you got, the 58, the four door.
4: We have, we have two um, Facel Vega Excellences, which is pretty special since they're quite rare on their own. I think a lot of folks are familiar with the HK 500s and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but aren't as familiar that they also made a sedan. They had two series, uh, uh, the X1 and ex X2. They made a. About 200 of the X1s, and they (laughs) made only a tiny handful of the X2s. One of the cars is a restored. The white one is a restored example. The Uh burgundy one is an unrestored example. Uh, And the burgundy one is a a transitional car. It's kind of between the X1 and the X2 models, which makes it quite special. Um, But what's really neat about both of them is they have a totally pillarless design. So the doors open, uh, rear doors are suicide doors. Um, and when the, all four doors are open, there's no B pillar at all. The um, the doors latch onto um, uh, little hinges—not hinges, but uh, clasps on the uh, top and the bottom of the aperture of the the body. So it's really an incredible thing when you have the doors totally open. You just see the seat.
3: Wow, I think it, and, it, and it's, it's it's actually a very elegant car. You know, especially like you said with the with the pillarless. You know, the, the hard top look, so to speak, and then having the suicide doors, or the French doors, if you will. Um, stunning car, stunning car. Here's another car. Yeah,
4: they're, they're very neat and rare. And uh, <laughs> the other neat feature, of course, is the the hand-painted wooden dash. The dash is, looks like it's made of burl wood, but it's actually uh, hand-painted.
3: Oh, that's right. Not only that is, it's American-powered. It's got an American engine in it, right? A Chrysler? Chrysler
4: V8 in it, yep.
3: I'm looking at the 62. Uh, that's a two-door hardtop, isn't
4: it? Uh, we also have, yeah, we, we all, <laughs>
1: we've
4: we been blessed with a number of facelles, which is quite funny. Uh, yes, there's also a Fasel Vega too. Um and that's, that's again, Wedge V8-powered, and another wonderful mix of um, English and French there, design. So uh, you've got incredibly special, rare, beautiful design, and uh drivetrain you can fix at AutoZone.
3: <laughs> AutoZone yeah. Well, there's two other cars that you have that I like. I, you get the 65 Lamborghini 350 GT, which happens to be the logo on my business card, because I'm a fanatic of those cars. And you get the 67 uh, 400 2 plus 2, which I think are both stunning mm-hmm. cars. So what's the story on those?
4: Yeah, so um, the... The 400 is uh, actually a car we've sold quite a few times. This is the third time Bonhams is going to have had the pleasure of offering that car. Mm -hmm. Um, U.S. delivered from new and uh, pretty well-known history all throughout. It's uh, been off the road for about 10 years or so now, but it's uh, ready to be recommissioned, brought back to its, uh, uh, you know, full-blown spirit there, and it's being offered without reserve. Well, the... 350, which of course is the two-seater um, as opposed to the 2 plus 2. So it's a bit rarer and more desirable that car. This one's got a beautiful factory-correct restoration. Uh, there's been in Italy. It's a numbers-matching car. And uh, it really hasn't been shown or anything, so it's, it's ready to be uh, shown at Concours, or you could tour it as you'd like. It can get on to a number of great events.
3: And then you have the ex-Steve McQueen Husky. Husqvarna 400 dirt bike. So that's kind of interesting, too. You got a little uh, uh, celebrity there.
4: Yeah, well, another another vehicle that Bonham's had the pleasure of selling to the current owner. Uh, that bike was in Steve McQueen's 1984 state auction. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it is presented exa- exactly as it was sold at that auction, down to the spark plug taped to the frame there. Wow, and really hasn't been riven, ridden, driven, or, or anything since it was purchased in 1984. Beautifully uh, documented with the with the paperwork that you would have received in 84, the certificate of authenticity and the uh, mileage odometer disclosure, uh, which doesn't say anything on it since there's no odometer, but does have <laughs> the serial number and the signature, so that's important. Um, but uh, it, it's really a, a pure historic example of one of McQueen's favorite bikes that's made famous by any, uh, On Any Sunday, and Bonham's actually sold the bike from On Any Sunday. We have previously sold this Husqvarna that we're offering again, and uh, it's again offered without reserve for any McQueen enthusiast.
3: Super. All right, so since I've talked a little bit, why don't you highlight some of the cars that uh, that you think are, are very special?
4: Yeah, so I mean, one of the nice things is there's a real range of Stuff. Whether you're looking for a London Brighton-eligible dash Olds or a Winton, or if you're looking for something a bit more modern, uh, we've got some water-cooled Porsches, like a Porsche GT3, a 996.2, which is a, a great value there. But some of the things that I think are really neat, we have some wonderful coach-built Ferraris, uh, some early, early Ferraris there, uh, including a, uh, a lovely two. Uh, sorry, a 166 Inter, a 1949 166 Inter. So this is from the you know, early history of Ferrari here. It's a rare example of a truly touring exam- uh, example of a Ferrari as opposed to an out-and-out racer. Since Ferrari was really focused on making race cars at this time. And this is kind of them dipping their toe into building road cars really to pay for their racing, el- uh, uh, their, their racing efforts. But uh, it's been beautifully restored. It's one of only three examples that were uh, so fitted by a Stablementi Farina, which is, of course, uh, what Pinin Farina became. But um, it's got its Messini report, its uh, Classic A Red Book certification, and it really has never been shown. So it offers the new owner the opportunity to show it and make it their own as, as they wish. Um, in addition, there's also a 212, an inter alloy coupe, beautiful thing another relatively early car. This is of course from the second series of Ferraris. One sixty six and two twelve and then two fifty were the big big series that Ferrari was building at that time. Um but this is another bespoke handmade coach built car. So this is one of six. Uh so it always tickles me when they have modern cars today that are you
3: know, this
4: is one of only six hundred of this example <laughs> they make, and you know, this this is one of six they made. Um, and another car that, that's done very well at uh, shows and elsewhere. And, and then if, if you're looking for the the, the most, one of, probably the most famous Ferrari motor type, it's the 250. We have a 250 Europa. So a Europa GT, of course, the, those cars were successful in road, rally, and tour. And this example was shown at the 1956 Brussels Motor Show and then also campaigned at Spa. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so it, it was
3: has race history example, too. It's kind a
4: of car you could right, you could you could drive it to the track, race, win, and then drive it to the bar afterwards.
3: <laughs> it's a pretty color combination yeah. too, the white with the red interior and the black top.
4: Yes, very elegant color combination, a great two-tone car and it works very well on it. Um, and then of course the another another special highlight is a, a beautiful 1931 Stutz DV32 convertible Victoria with coachwork by LeBaron. And uh, it's a very highly awarded car. It won Best of Show at uh, the Quail in 2019, and was a Best of Show nominee at Pebble Beach in 2016. It's beautifully restored, and actually was delivered new to Argentina. Really? So there's there's you know some some neat stuff in there. And then if I'm going for something a little bit wild, a little bit fun, uh, there's uh, also if you want to. Track something and get real crazy. We've got a 1974 Tipo 33 TT 12 cylinder. Uh-huh. So this is this flat 12 supercar race car that, uh, Alfa Romeo is making that literally destroyed everything in its, uh, in its path there. But uh, this one is driven by Jackie X. It, um, it's been in its current ownership for about 17 years and it's just a, a weapon. A weapons, great. <laughs> I mean, it's got a three-liter, naturally aspirated V12 that puts out 500 horsepower at 12,000 rpm. So, um, sorry, 11,000 rpm, which is nuts for today, let alone <laughs> 1974, Eric. Um, but uh, one of the one of the other fun things I think we've got a Volvo P1800 ES. If you're looking for something more practical,
3: or yeah, the wagon, P1800ES. yes.
4: Yeah, and, and, and beautifully restored. And then if you're looking for something for the kids, we've got a, a brand-new little car company, Ferrari Testarossa J, which is a three-quarter scale Ferrari 250 Testarossa, electrically powered. Uh, it can do 80 kph if uh, you need to get somewhere quickly and quietly, but in style.
3: <laughs> Eric, we're up against the clock. Real quick, how can people find out more about the bottom rocks in Monterey at the Quail Lodge? Absolutely.
4: You go to www.bonhams.com forward slash quail. You can see all the lots that we have on offer. The auction is on Friday, August 19th, 11 a.m. We have preview on the 17th and 18th, and it's all going down uh, right by Quail Lodge there in Carmel Valley.
3: Super. Well, Eric, thanks for hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We'll do have to do this again. I look forward to seeing you guys. I want to thank my very special guest again, Eric Minoff, Bonham's automobile specialist. Thank you very much. Have a great day, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio Cars. Don't forget, Monterey Collective Car Week next week. Buy your airline ticket now. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family.
0: WTAN Clearwater FM one oh six point one WDCF Dade City FM one oh two point three WZHR Zephyr Hills FM one oh four point three Listen